Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters. About however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning, and welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. Well, I'm Captain Mickey Eastman, producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake, and our sponsors today, Boyd's One Stop, Mainstream Marketing, and the Belleville Meat Market. All right, right now, down on the island in Galveston, it's 47 degrees this morning, and looks like plentiful sunshine today with a high of 61. South-southeast winds will be 10 to 20, and then for tonight, Partly cloudy skies, low of 53. Southeast winds 5 to 10. And for tomorrow, sunshine and clouds mixed with a high of 57. And south winds 15 to 20. And looking at uh, tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We have three of them. Uh, we're sitting on a high. It just occurred 3.47 a.m. It was a 1.0. And a low coming up at 12.05 p.m. It's a negative 0.7 and a high at 8.05 p.m. and 0.9. 7.14 a.m. is sunrise, 5.42 p.m. sunset. Our moon phase is 7%. Coming off a new moon. Headed to the full. All right, looking at current conditions right now, uh, Galveston Channel, it's 47 degrees down there with 59-degree water. East winds at 3, maybe 6 miles per hour. Eagle Point, it's 48 degrees, 55-degree water. East winds at 10 to 11. Morgan's Point, it's uh, 46 degrees with 56-degree water. And a northeast wind at 3 to 5. So barometric pressure is 30.02 inches and steady at all stations. So uh, things looking good. Looks like a pretty day. Enjoy it. Soak it up today and tomorrow because uh, the cold weather's coming Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Pretty much for the whole week, we're going to have pretty... Pretty cold temperatures all week long, so if you want to get out and get fishing, get some in this weekend because uh, it's definitely going to change, without a doubt. All right, let's run over to the Golden Triangle area now, Sabine Lake, and uh, talk to Captain Bill Watkins, see what he's up to this morning. Good morning, Bill. What is happening? Hey, man, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm good. I'm here. I'm, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> made another one. That's good. Well, I clogged my way out of bed and managed to uh, get in here and pull another log on the fire. Yeah. I'm sitting here, sitting here by this wood heater with the door open, and got me a got me a good fire going. Good. I was about to run out of firewood, but I went and bought some yesterday. Bought a half cord from a local guy down here. He been splitting up a bunch of trees taking them down in his backyard. So, right. You know, 150 for a half quarter, that ain't bad. Not bad. Not for these some days. Little, some little sticks are pretty big, though. I mean, I'm having to, I don't know, it's hard for me to get my hands around that stuff anymore. Those little chunks, you know, that weigh five, right. six, seven pounds. But uh, they, they filled up my dog on Utah to try to follow that stuff. 
and me and my grandson stacked it on the porch. That was a that was a pretty good effort. By the time I got through, my back was stiff. <laughs> I mean, I need to be out fishing. Is what I need. To be well, doing. that old stiff back comes into play a lot when you're doing things. You get up our age, you know, just well, kind of bending right. over or standing in one place in a certain position. It's uh, if you're gonna get old, you better be tough, buddy. <laughs> That's right. It ain't for sissies. No, it's not. But, but uh, well, I wish well, I had some. Uh, a lot of a lot of people thought they'd make it through the winter. Didn't need much firewood. Kind of winter we've been having. But uh, hey, old man, winter showed up and going to get worse. Well, my wife likes a toasty fire. She she sits in that double recliner we got right by the wood heater. And she just gets cold. I don't get cold that much. I, you know, that's not an issue with me. But um, she's become a lady of leisure in her, you know, waning years. Well, I'm about to. <laughs> she that. heard me say that she'd be fussing at. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you earn it. You earn the right to slow down a little bit when you are sure. She likes a she likes a good warm fire, so I put a few sticks in the heater and crank it up and let it toast. And she yeah. sits right over there, about three feet away from the heater. She can feel it, you know. You just get it radiating a little bit. What? Uh, I, I I enjoy it. What uh, temperatures y'all look like? Y'all are going to have for lows over there Monday and Tuesday. Uh, we're sitting at 32 right now this morning, and heavy frost out there, and I think we're going to get down somewhere around 20 uh, yeah. Wednesday morning. That's it's going to be the coldest day. So I don't think it's going to be that big an issue as far as the fishing. Uh, and on the other side of that, we'll probably warm up. You know, that's how that usually works. Somewhere between uh, mid-January and February, we'll get a warm spell. Yeah. And, uh, that's If you don't have a, a bad freeze by somewhere in mid to later February, you, you've made it past the worst of it down in our area. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. But I don't, I don't look forward to her fishing any of the fish at all. The fish are deep. Yeah, they've always been deep. Yeah, you know, I don't get any of that to have an effect on fishing at all, except it'll it'll freeze us to death when we go out there and fish. You know, mm. I, I do not intend to go Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> I'm not going to fight that. That's just a little bit too cold for me. Yeah, a lot of folks. You'd be, you'd be a you get so bundled up in clothes that, you know, if you fell out of the boat, you'd probably be able to get back in. Drowned, you can't that's, move. You're like the Michelin man. Got all those layers on. Yeah, that, that's a concern to me. I, you know, I try not to be bound up in a life jacket while I'm fishing. If I'm by myself, I wear a life jacket. You know, come out that's on the a smart thing to do when you're by yourself. I, I just flat don't, you know. I've got one of those inflatable ones, but the cartridge is out of it because it got damp one time. You know, it rained and got it wet and it popped up, and I took the cartridge out of it. Yeah, if you got it on but automatic inflation, if it gets wet, it'll blow up. You got, I can't oh, yeah. on manual tool, you know, unless you're by yourself and you need it to be on automatic in case you fall over, and then that's a different thing. But when you store it, you got to put it back on manual because it gets wet. It's, it's going to air up. That's right. <laughs> now, those things are great. but Yeah, uh, they are. They have their limitations a little bit, you know. It's, uh, but you have, you have to keep it on, man. You have to be mindful of that. I forgot it one time. and I, I guess if I, it's hard to find cartridges for it around here. We used to have less marine in Beaumont. And it was real easy to get stuff like that. Yeah, used to. You can find those little CO2 cartridges about anywhere, you know, because 
everybody had all those old BB guns and stuff like that that were CO2. Yeah, they may have they may have one in Academy. They might. I had never looked to see. No, I I have not either, but uh, they should have something like that. I know West Marine will have them because they sell those uh, PFDs, and well, Academy should too, you know, for the Onyx brand. They should have them because they sell them. Yeah, that's uh, that's where I bought it. Mm -hmm. It's West Marine here in Beaumont. They discontinued their store here. Oh, so that West Marine over there is not open anymore? No. No, uh, it disappeared into the West. Yeah. I don't know where they went with it, but they closed it. They went West. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Go West somewhere. That's it. But I I would like like to be able to, you know, I just, I get tired of ordering stuff online. I like to touch, feel, and look at things. Yeah, unless you know what it what it is, and you've already had it, and you know what to expect, then you can reorder something online. But yeah, first time, first time, yeah. I know it, uh, a lot of younger people are not afraid to uh, scroll and click, you know. But I, my wife does that, and she has lots of issues with people stealing her identity and using her cards and. Really? I mean, just the other yeah, just the other day she had a. I don't think some of those sites are as secure as they say. You know, she had uh, she had somebody putting a charge on her phone the other day on her card, and uh, uh, they called her. Of course, you know, the credit card company called her. Right. And and uh, got straightened out. And did you make these charges? And I'll have them call me. Two or three times, you know, somebody stole my credit card number at uh, at a restaurant we went to. One of the waitresses <laughs> and uh, charged a bunch of stuff at the Katy Mall. That that's I, I don't even understand how they keep they can keep doing this stuff and losing so much money. But you know, I didn't have to pay it. That's that's an issue. Yeah, and I'm I'm just a little bit insecure about putting my credit card out on online. You know, mm. <laughs> I don't. It worries me. Well, but I like just, to. I don't know what it's all about. I mean, hackers galore. I mean, you can't even have a little old Facebook account without getting hacked. I, I see it every day. Just oh yeah. Don't take all any requests for me because I've been hacked. I see that all <laughs> the time. All the time. Uh, that's uh, that's a fact of modern life. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Satan lives on the internet. You think <laughs> he's got to? <laughs> he's there. Well, there's pros and cons to it. Oh yeah, it's it's a great tool when you want. Well, for the right fix, things. You want to work on one of your reels? Just look it up on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> want to work on one of your guns? I've, I've done stuff to my guns that I never would have attempted by going to YouTube and seeing how somebody else did it. Yeah. And it's it's just, uh, I mean, even down to a trigger job, which is something I'm deathly afraid of. And, uh, hey, I sat down one, one winter and worked on a trigger, and it just come out perfect. <laughs> I just... Uh, I lighten that thing up, say it's very safe, do it by the book. If there's, you know, anything, you can find it. Working on your trolling motors. I've learned more off YouTube working with this whiz-bang trolling motor I've got. Oh, my goodness. I never would have figured all that out. If somebody's already done it and put put a video out, pretty cool stuff. I'm telling you. Well, let me knock this break out. Bill, I'll be right back, buddy. Hang with me. All right, you're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 
416 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we are back, my friend. All right, more credence. I like that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> bring it on, baby. Uh, you know, I'm just, just looking uh, at temperatures. Uh looks like over here in my area, this is for like Baytown, Trinity Bay. Uh, Monday's low is going to be 23 with a high of 45. Uh, 40% chance freezing rain. And Tuesday, 36 for a high, 17 for a low and sunny. And Wednesday, 38 to 45. But looking at all the temperatures for the rest of the week through next Sunday, it's going to be in the low 30s every night. So, Wow. These water temperatures are definitely going to plummet. And, That's right. We're sitting It'll get around. hard to get a bite for a while. <laughs> it it might. It just might. But, uh, you know, we're sitting anywhere in our bay, anywhere from 52 to 56 degree water. So, yeah, right now, yeah. that's that's not a problem. No. It's it below 50. That's when it starts getting a little bit difficult. Well, yeah, and that's going to that's gonna happen real quick. We'll be in the... We'll we'll get to the low forties. We we just got to keep it out of the upper thirties. That's uh, that's when it gets critical. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I don't uh, I don't even know anybody that's fishing right now. Uh, this yeah, I know these tournaments have been light lately. You know these trout tournaments up and down the coast are just, you know, like. 21 boats in one, 12 in another, just uh, real light turnouts. Well, I don't think the, uh, the tournament boats are hurting the, the quality of the trout fishing at all. <laughs> I, I Not don't, with those uh, kind of turnouts. But, you know, with, with the Chad Petterick's tournament, I mean, they're, they, they weigh those fish on camera live with their scales, and they go right back in the water where they're caught immediately. That's, uh, that's you know, really the way. That's anything. really the way it should be done. I, it should I agree be. With yeah. that. No doubt. I mean, that's just like major league fishing. I, I I love the way those guys, you know, they fish one guy in a boat and and uh, they handle their fish real careful and put them back. And I think that's really the the way that things ought to go. We've got the technology to do it. You know, why not? Right. That way, that way, you know, the the old days when they used to fill up an aluminum boat with dead bass and go fillet them somewhere, that that was beginning to get a uh, that was a bad taste in everybody's mouth. But they pretty well corrected all that. Well, they saw the depletion of the resource due to that. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, I remember bass fishing got real got real iffy. All over the country, especially in the state of Texas, and when they started promoting the catch and release in these tournaments, keeping these fish alive, they're thriving. Yeah, and you know, the trout fishing, red fishing, ought to be the same way. Uh, or else, or else they're going to wind up having to pay usage fees to whole tournaments. You know. That's, uh, and I, well, that, I hate I to see that, that happen. I've been saying that for 10 or 15 years, that uh, they should have a restitution for these fish oh, that yeah. are weighed in. You know, they, well, they're alive or dead when they come to scales. We all know these trout, you go to handle them, putting them in a live well, bringing them out, throwing them in a sack with water, going in there, letting the scale, you know, the weighmasters handle them, back in a bag, dump them in a, in a tank, that uh, we we all know those fish don't have a snowball's chance most of the time, <laughs> unless it's real cold. I mean, any kind of summertime activity like that or warm water activity, pretty skeptical in my yeah. books. Because I've done it. Yep. I've done it for years, and uh, I've seen the uh, fallout from it. It's not pretty. Yeah. No, it's not. You might as well just uh, you- kill them and stack them in an ice chest, ice them down, clean them, and hand them out to charities. If you're going to, yes. you know, if that's going to happen, might as well do that. Yeah, they're mostly going to die anyway. Exactly. Just putting them through that kind of stress, riding around in a live well. I don't care how good your live well is. I get banged around in there, and, you know, it's it's hard to keep them healthy. Yes, it you is. Change, you know, 
in these boats we've got nowadays, you run from one end of the bay to the other, the salinity level may be totally off where you're going, or, you know, it might shock them uh, more than you would know. Who knows what, you know, it, it might be totally fresh where you're going, and you're immersing them back in that same situation. You can't just not have recirculation in your live well. That's, that's finally going to... Well, I remember one redfish tournament I was in, have to keep them alive, I'd have to go out to the ship channel and fill my live well up with real salty water because where I was yeah. catching them was super fresh. And... uh it was stressing them out big time, even a even a tough old redfish, and yeah. I had to do that to keep my yeah. two reds alive, just so I could, you know, I wouldn't be penalized. Yeah, you can kill those too, as tough as they are. Oh yeah. And there's not room in the live well for them big suckers. <laughs> You'd have to have a dug on Kroger tank to <laughs> keep some of those things alive. <laughs> exactly. Oh, shoot. But anyway, I'm looking to start on my hard bait bite right away. The next time I get out there, uh, I'm going to have a lay-lay and uh, probably a catch-five or something other like that tied on and start playing around. Old-timey mirror lure. Yeah. One with a ring in the nose. Yeah, the hard hard bait uh, bites been going on for a couple of weeks over here it's working you know the yeah. suspending twitch baits and and uh mirror lure mirrodine even the soft deans you know all that yep corky yep this time of year you know it's all time corky enthusiasts live for that's right and i i would imagine the tide levels is going to be pretty low um yeah, it, it was uh, seesawing man, that back was, and forth. That wind yesterday, position. it was a toilet flush oh, over man. There. That water left <laughs> town big time. Oh, it, it blew here. It was stretching out around 48, uh, straight out of the northwest. And uh, it even blew my my uh, grandson's basketball goal up. Out. It blew it over. And that thing, I had some big old center blocks and bricks on it on the stand to keep it from blowing over. And it has been out there for about four years. And it never thought about blowing over, but it did yesterday. <laughs> oh, man, it just laid it down out there. That's, uh, that's uh, we even lost power for a little while yesterday for about an hour. Really? Uh, yeah, Liam must pop from the fuse or something. Yeah, yeah it, it had to be the wind. So that's, uh, I'm sure it flushed. And those yeah, fish, I'm, I'm sure we still got fish up in, uh, up in the north end, up in the rivers. Um, it hasn't, we really haven't had that much rain. But we did have some runoff. So those fish are probably pretty deep up there in the deep rivers. Yeah, they're, they're probably under it. They're probably 15 to 25 feet down. Uh, but they will come up and feed shallow. They'll come up on points and flats when the sun gets up. And that that's, you know, your afternoon fishing might be the key right now. Yeah, we've seen that a lot, especially when it once we get deep into winter and the water temperatures get low and stay there. That afternoon bite a lot of times is definitely way better than the first thing, first light bite. And you know, those fish and when they get deep like you're talking about and that that's what they do. They'll uh it's easier to catch bait and ambush bait in shallower water than it is deep water. You know, unless you've got yeah. a ton of ton of shad and stuff like that in the deep water where they're you know they just they got all those big shad balls they can work but now they're into the kind of like a finger mullet and mullet bite and they have to get them shallow it's a lot easier to catch them yeah push them up and ambush uh-huh. points you know like points and drop offs they'll lay in there and wait for the tide to bring something by and they'll they'll attack it it's yeah, not rocket science <laughs> No, no, if it was, I couldn't do it. 
<laughs> it's uh, it's a whole lot more simple than everybody makes it. But you just can't beat time on the water. No, that's the whole deal. OJT. If you if you love the if you love the if you love the sport, and you you really enjoy being out there, and not worried about oh I got to go home and drink beer, or I got to go, you know, watch ball game or something. Go out there and apply yourself and put your nose to it, and just observe. Try this, try that, and uh, you'll finally evolve into a pattern that works for you. And every day, yes. I mean, and in our base systems, the key to fishing in Galveston and and Spain area, Calcasieu too, is freshwater flow. You've got to find where that level of water is that they like to be in. Got to find that delicate and balance. You got seasonal patterns, and if uh, if you don't have major floods, then you can work those seasonal patterns. And it's it, don't worry about how many parts per million. Don't don't even think like that. No, I look Go at my pop wash. I look at my foam I leave behind the boat. And That's if, right. And if I really want to check it big time, I'll taste of it. See what That's exactly is. what I do. Yeah. Uh, not worried about getting on a website and seeing where the how many parts per million of salt there is. And forget that. Yeah, that OFS thing is uh, pretty off most of the time. It's mostly surface. You know, the surface. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If you've got a bunch of fresh water coming down the rivers, it's muddy and dirty. Back up until you find halfway decent water and start there. Well, I always look for <laughs> that. I look for that uh, dark, clear water boiling up in my prop wash underneath that stuff too. If you got that, those fish are under that. They're under if that. If you dirty got water. that, if you got that, they're there. You got it. That's just how it. This is not hard. And during the fall, if this water's halfway salty and clear, go to the top. You know, go all the way up. Go to the far end of wherever you're going. And then work your way and back. There might be some fish still hanging around the deeper basins and ship channel down at the bottom of the bay. But, uh, you know, the weather north wind affects that so bad. There's not too many fishable days. Yeah. So even though there's fish there, they're hard to catch. So, you know, if you've got salt water way up in the northern regions, well, there's going to be catchable fish up there all winter long, and all of it. So it's it's not hard. Like I say, it ain't rocket science. If it was, guys like me and you'd be left out in the cold. Yeah, I'd be doing something else. I'd be I'd mm-hmm. be toast. Exactly. <laughs> well. Fishing is only as difficult as you make it. You know, a lot of people bring that upon themselves. They they overthink everything way too much. They do the textbook thing, and, hey, it's really just using your senses. You know, well, your eyes, is. your ears, your smell, and uh, figure it out from there. Fish it out. And don't follow yeah. reports, because if you found out about it, you know, Dozens of other people already know about it, too, as it goes down. You know, those stories and reports always get better as they go down the line. <laughs> That's you're, right. Then you're out there like a dog chasing his tail, you know, trying now, to live I, off reports. I do not. Uh, the only I don't, want, I don't even want to know what anybody else is doing. I want to focus on what I'm doing. Do it my now, way. The only kind of report that I pay any attention to is a first-hand report from somebody I trust. Yeah. If they tell me that somebody else they know caught fish, I totally discount it. I don't even think about it. Um, I, I try to get out there and, and observe and see for myself. You know, if you hear if you hear that somebody's catching fish, you know, way up the Nature's River and, and the turnaround up there, well, 
those fish already got caught. Yeah. What you're looking for is the fish that you found yourself and got out in front of it that way. Because those fish, uh, they will they will bunch up. If you got a bunch of fresh water flowing and they'll get stuck in an area, you know, down south and, you know, Lighthouse Cove or wherever they set up, uh, maybe the Chenier Basin, stuff like that, well, those fish are going to stay there until the water salts up. If they've got fresh water holding them coming down and the bait's all there and the fish are all there, they don't really have anywhere to go. But, boy, the minute that's, that saltwater wedge starts moving up the channels and into the lake, well, guess what? Those fish are going to want to go that way. They like it. Well, the bait's going to react to it first. They're going to move first, and guess what? The fish are going to follow the bait. They're going to stay with it. <laughs> that's exactly what happens. That's and, it. Uh, I'm sitting here watching video right now on the, one of the outdoor channels, and they're even using uh, these side skins and all this live fish stuff on ice fishing. They drill a hole in ice and drop their their puck down in there. And look at their screen, yeah. and uh, if they don't see anything, they move over and drill another hole. I, these fish ain't got a chance. Live scope. <laughs> they sure don't. Boy, live scope. Poor fish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I've seen, I've seen it work. It does work. But, you know, a lot of tournaments are outlawing that stuff. I've been hearing a lot of that from up north. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess you could uh I saw a picture of a bass boat the other day that it had four 12-inch screens mounted on top of each other, just given an array of, of uh, I mean, a live target that was like 12 inches wide. And right. You could put every kind of data up there on that boat that you wanted. I mean, you could have full Navionic screen on one and, and a live target on the other and side scan on this one and and 360 on the other. And I'm like, how do you keep all of that stuff working? I know you sure can't on the saltwater boat. No, saltwater, that would be a nightmare. Plus one ride across Trinity Bay in a 30-mile-an-hour wind, all that stuff would be laying in the floor or over the side. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it gets uh, that way boy. on those bass like Sue. You yeah, punch yeah. a you punch a couple of big northwest wind waves, and going down downstream, oh crap! You can rip everything off in front of a boat. That'd be the end of that. Well, anyway, all right, Bill, I got to run. You have a good weekend, and uh, I hope you get through the the big uh, polar vortex coming in this week. So. Hey, I got all my PVC glue and parts and ready to go. You got that right. <laughs> Everybody's ready for it. All right, buddy. We'll throw them out a number. Somebody wants to come over and fish with you at Sabine Lake. 409-673-9211. All right, my friend. Bill, have a good weekend. See you, man. You too. Take care. All right. All right, it's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 438 here in the Bayou City. Let's go to Lake Conroe. Let's check in with the fish dude this morning. Richard, good morning. Well, good morning, Mickey. How are you? You up and at him, brother? You know it. You know it. The thing is, I didn't move, don't you? I'm up back over at Rayburn. I couldn't stand it. Yeah, I came over yesterday, and I fished in that wind until about noon, and I said, that's enough. That's you you fished in that mess yesterday? Yes, sir, man. It was blowing good. Night, it was blowing. I'll tell you what, I was in, I was, I, I put in over at Five Fingers is what I did because it was protected in there. Right. And it was still blowing. It was still blowing in there pretty good. Shoot, you get out there and you couldn't even hardly cast because even though you were protected, the wind was cutting through them trees. I mean, it was, be white it was. white capping in a coffee cup over there, man. 
<laughs> I guarantee it was. Good Lord. There, there ain't no doubt. It was pretty. It was pretty rugged. I, I so that's uh, that's why I only made it to about noon. I said that's enough of this. Well, you, so, are you, you going to come back home before that big boy hits? Uh, no, that's the thing. I'm sitting You're over. Stay there. Sitting, yeah, well, I've got this RV over here, you know, so I don't want it messing up either. So that's one of the main reasons why I came on over, just to make you sure better, everything was. You better cut uh, off the water and drain the pipes over there, because it's going to get real cold up in them piney woods, buddy. I know. They're talking about 12 degrees and yeah, stuff 10 like and 12. that. So. That's cold, man. Yeah. I guarantee it's cold, so I'm just going to hang out over here. Hopefully by Wednesday it straightens up enough I can get back out there on the water. You know, that's, I can't wait that's to watch that uh, Kansas City game tonight when they said wind chill uh, is going to be 30 below. That's crazy. That's, they said that, the Buffalo that, game that they're going to get a foot of snow during the game. Yeah, they're going to be throwing rocks at each other is what they're going to be doing because oh, that ball's going to be throws. That, need that snow thing, plows instead of uh, leaf blowers. <laughs> I guarantee you there is no doubt about that. Not about that ball is going to feel like a chunk of concrete too. So yeah, ain't no doubt. A guy about three hundred and fifty pounds hitting you head on. Get some of that. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. Then then hitting the ground. That, oh, wait, that's going to hurt. There ain't no doubt. But it's, I remember Bob uh, Lilly an interview with him about ten years after that. Remember that Dallas Ice Bowl with Green Bay that time when Dallas oh, lost yeah. that quarterback sneak from Bart Starr. Bob oh Lilly yeah, goes, I'm still cold from that game. I hadn't thought <laughs> out yet. That was ten years later. <laughs> That's right. I tell you what, that was a cold game. Anybody that was around remembers that game. That that one there. Yeah, was I was a else. kid. Boy, that was a heartbreaker. Boy, that was a heartbreaker. Yeah. And that's when they was talking about how they had had those heaters in Lambeau Field where it only heat up one side of the field for you, so the other side would stay froze. Oh keep, boy! I know. I mean, that was that was one of those things that you always heard about up there. They keep keep one side of it froze while the other side was thawed. <laughs> so it was, it was it was something else. But I don't know. I will tell you what, it's I'm not I'm not really too excited about it i'm gonna try to get out there and fish during some of this cold stuff but i don't know how much i'll be able to take so that's that's one of the main things because you know not not this not uh not tomorrow but next sunday the rattle trap deal is right. and then i'll be coming home be coming home after it for two or three days because it's like goes off limits for the brandon belt and then uh be back over here for it uh the following week so it's you know I'm just gonna stay up. Might as well stay over here. I mean, good night. Everything at the house is pretty in pretty good shape. I just well, don't want this RV. Definitely gonna drop on Rayburn. I mean, you're gonna have freezing temperatures just about every night all next week. You know, behind us. I know, and that's what that's what I was looking at yesterday. The water temperatures were actually up pretty pretty good. They were 57, 58 yesterday, but I noticed throughout the throughout the day they were or throughout the morning they were kind of dropping, you know, just a little bit at a time. Because when I started out, it was 58. When I got off the water, it was around 57. So it's uh, it's definitely cooling it down with that with that big wind blowing anyway. And then, uh, you know, like I say, you're going to have another another round of it, and then it's going to just get super cold. So that's, that's what I'm just going to try to figure out. But I did notice yesterday, even though I didn't, didn't get to fish a lot. I did notice most of the fish are still kind of setting up on the on the little pattern that I got figured out, and and uh, I didn't catch any. But shoot, you couldn't hardly catch them in that wind anyway. I mean, but I did notice on my forward facing sonar that I could see them down there in it, and and they were just you know they were moving around, but and they would they would charge at your bait, but they would never eat it. So yeah, but a lot of that's due to how fast she was having to crank and. And wine just because the dang wind was blowing so much. I mean, you you junk that rascal like like for example, I throw a three quarter ounce rattle trap into the wind, and normally I can get a you know I can almost chunk all the line off my reel. I get out there about twenty yards maybe, and then it was it it blow back in your face if you threw it too high. You had to kind of parallel the surface because yeah, yeah I guarantee you, that wind blow right back on the surface. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you it was something else. It's, uh, there was there was a couple of times I'm going, how in the world did that wind blow it back that far? 
I mean, because it's like laying right there 10, 15 feet in front of you. You, you chunk the heck out of it just to just to get it to get out there. And, you know, it catch a little wind, and when it, if it hit it just right, it would start elevating. And it, as it got got a little more under, it would come right back on top of you. So, But that wind was, I don't know how big it was yesterday, but it was at least 40. So... <laughs> As you know, gusting at least forty because it was. Oh yeah, at it, least they were they were calling I, for fifty plus mile an hour gusts. So I saw uh, one fella head, head out in the main lake, and I thought, man, you are a knucklehead. No way. I, I looked out there, and and because I was I was close to it, I wasn't going to go all the way out in, and I decided I was just going to hang in, in those creeks and just bounce creek to creek as as long as I could, and and. Uh, I saw him head out in it in about the fifth wave. I said, no, there's no way I'd get out and that stuff. I'd have, to, I'd have to turn around and come back. And I don't know if he ever did or not. But Boy, how about taking was, a boat ride from, you know, by the bridge here at Castle Boykins and running to the dam in that right down the middle of Oh, the no. Road. I've done that before. That That I've is a big mistake. I've heard stories about that, and it's not pretty. It is not pretty at all. I did that back in the nineties in the what was it? I think it was ninety seven, ninety eight. There was these El Nino fronts that were blowing through over here, and they were it was big winds blowing like that. And I ran from actually from Beach Basin all the way down to the dam, and it was it, there were good twelve footers. I mean, it was that was some of the biggest water I've ever been in right there, and it was in a tournament, so I was. I was just trying to get back, you know, that was, when I went up, it was only, you know, about a foot and a half chop out there, but when on the way back, it got to blowing hard, and I mean, you had no choice, you you either beached it and stayed the night, or you came home back in in it, and and uh, I guarantee you, I, I pulled over two different times just to let the boat bilge out, because you'd spear so dang many waves in the bass boats. You know, in that big water like that, it's it's unreal. Yeah, they don't have I mean, the self bailing decks and over the transom, and you know, like no saltwater boats do. And boy, that's uh, that gets scary. You get all that weight in there. That's that's go to the bottom stuff right there, buddy. I I guarantee it is. But it's you know, the, and then like one on one of the stops, I changed actually stopped pulled over and changed clothes. I mean, because I was so wet, I just I just I just stripped out everything put put another rain gear a set of rain gear on and took off so but it's uh you know that's one thing about those bass boats so they don't they typically don't sink built you know they got that upright flotation is what they call it and then uh because i've had them i've i've had the bottom come out of a couple of or one of them anyway <laughs> and it, it uh it'll set up right it'll, it'll feel completely out of water but it'll set up right there ain't no doubt but and that's another reason why I like running these Rangers too, because you know the Rangers ain't nothing but a chunk of foam. They're kind of like a a Boston Whaler, where they're just a big chunk of foam out there, as you can't you can't make them go down. So that's you know that's one of the biggest things about them is I always like making sure because I I have been in in the boat that had no bottom and it didn't go down, but man, it scared the mess out of you. I promise. Oh yeah. So, but okay. it's uh. I promise you it will. All right, there ain't no Richard. doubt. Well, I'm already out of time. I wish you the best. I know uh, you're braving the elements, and good luck to you. Just be safe. Well, I'm pr- don't get wet. No, I ain't going to take that chance. No. I ain't going to do that. All right. But anyway. Throw them out some get, info. Anybody, Somebody wants to call you, Richard. Anybody can get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dude Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, buddy. Well, be safe and good talking to you. Yes, sir. Y'all have fun. Later, Richard. Stay warm. All right. All right, that's Fish Dude. Let's head down south now. Let's go to Matagorda and check in with Captain Tommy. I mean, Tommy. Captain Charlie Paradoski. Charlie, what's up? Hey, what's you call on, me man? Tommy? Well, I, I had him on my mind because I was talking to Richard Freshwater, and I know Tommy's got to fish a, a bass tournament uh, today. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Huh. And I think he I had to fish yesterday. It was a team deal yesterday and a individual today, something like that. So, Man, that was a brutal win yesterday. Jesus. Was that nasty or what, man? Yeah. Yeah. 
We fished uh, Thursday, Mickey, and uh, looked like y'all did good. We did, yeah, but uh, it was just a grind. It wasn't nothing hot and heavy. Right. Finally, finally got a bite going. Uh, there was a major feed around 11.30, 12 o'clock, and that's when we really started catching them. And, and it was nothing big. Most of them were just 15 to 17-inch trout. I don't think we ever had a big one on, a good one on. I wasn't fishing in the same area where I'd been catching better fish, but, uh, you know, they uh, – they normally, whenever I get a southerly wind, they're they're in that spot where I was, and and there wasn't anybody else around, and, and that helps too. You know, not too many boats around you, but it was pretty good. We kept having schools of big drum coming through there. I think we had we had three of them giant drum too with those bass sizes. Right. But and uh, I knew the reds were. Just before we were quitting, we popped three reds, and I told them, I said, we can stay and get the reds. They were ready to go. So I called one of my buddies over there, and sure enough, in another hour, the reds were stupid in there. So I don't know. At least we had a little bit of a bite, but a lot of people did not catch fish, you know, Thursday. They did not. So I know the waiters, they had a tough time. Right. So. Uh, you know, I figured, uh, you know, fishing would, would, would have really been crazy, you know, with them knowing that this weather change was coming, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know how many we got out there, but it's going to get cold. And, uh, I know if they go to that, uh, intercoastal, man, we got more barge traffic than, than I've ever seen right now. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. It, uh, I don't think, you know, it's going to be really cold right at freezing, probably, uh, you know, 40, 48 hours, maybe. I don't know. That's, I don't know whether that's enough to, not up here. I'm, mean, you know, most of our fish, we're, everything's pretty much, uh, established and has been, you know, at good depths. I know the river's a little off color on top, but I, you know, we we didn't get enough rain to mess it all up. It's, that water's still got to be real salty down deep. And when we get these blows like this, the diversionary canal is usually full of redfish right after it too. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, it looked it looks like it's getting cold, but it you know it warms up during the day. You know, doesn't aren't they calling for it to get up to about forty? Just about every day. Well, one day I think thirty-six is the high. Yeah. Let me look at that thing again. You know, I'm looking down my way. Yeah, we're gonna Tuesday. We're gonna have a high of forty. We're gonna go from like forty-four on Monday, then twenty-six that night, and then this thing changes every hour. They were calling earlier seventeen on Tuesday night. Now it's twenty-one. So yeah. These uh, forecasters, they're all over the place with the lows. But we're going to be in the low 30s for quite a while, for a whole week after this. So I think Thursday we have one day we get up to 64 and then 46 for a low, but everything else is 32, 33, 36. But, hey, it's winter. These These fish knew this was coming a month before we did. Yeah. You know, animals and fish, they they all know. They establish. And then there's some, you know, your shallow water fish, they just, they're just stupid. They're going to, that's where they live and they're not going to move. Absolutely. And that's, that's the ones that usually get nuked. But I don't, yeah. I don't see anything out of this one that's, uh, anything close to what we had in 21, you know, when we had a kill. I don't think there's going to be much to it. Yeah. Probably the only yeah, thing we'll be hearing about is stunned turtles, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, the turtles. Yeah. They'll be picking them up. Oh, yeah. Taking them to rescue centers and warming them up, and then next warming trend, they'll turn them loose again. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of them popping up all all, all year like, like I have in the past. You know, in the summertime, you'll see their heads come up. And- right. I hadn't been seeing that, not at all. 
I don't know where all these things went, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully they went south for the winter. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Go pick them up over there. We'll have turtle advisories. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, what about Blaine? And I guess they're enjoying this cold weather down there. They killed a bit of anything yeah, but, you big know, lately. The last uh, couple of days, their hunting has been horrible. Really? You know, they had these, yeah, they, it was like a dust bowl down there with these winds. And uh, yeah. he was looking for better hunts yesterday evening. He, When I talked to him, he was fixing them. They were fixed to put everybody out, put them in their blinds. But yesterday morning was just. That thing blew through, and, I mean, it was just a dust bowl. Deer didn't move it. You know, when it blew through, they had deer out everywhere, and as soon as that wall of wind hit, all those deer went in the brush and laid up. They went to their bedding areas. Well, the, the first calm day ought to be real good. Yeah, well, they got it this morning. This morning ought to be a real good crisp morning down there. Good movement. Some, maybe somebody will get a big one. Well, they're there. I saw one. I hope he comes out for whoever's hunting that stand I was in. That uh, That's a real shooter there. That's a wall hanger. Big 10. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Well. All right, buddy. Well, I thought I'd check in, see what was up. If somebody wants to call you, you can come down and fish with you. Charlie, how they get a hold of you, man? Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, buddy. Well, Charlie. Have a good weekend, and uh, we shall see. All right, Mickey, take care. All right, weather it out. See you, buddy. All right, that's Captain Charlie Paradoski down in Matagorda. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 